0: I'm going to talk a little bit, and then we're going to do something that you guys like, okay? So let's pray. Father, we're asking you in the name of Jesus to speak to our hearts right now, that the things that we talk about now, that I talk about, that we talk about here with different people in a few minutes, would be effective in changing our lives. We're not satisfied with the level that we were at in 2018. We want to move higher up and further in in our relationship with you, and we're believing that tonight you're speaking to us. We want you to speak to us. Would would we hear your voice? In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, here's what I want to ask you guys to do. I'm writing my number up here. You probably already have it, but if you don't, it's 817-501-8941. And I want you to text text me a short definition of what worship is, okay? So you got 35 seconds to do this, okay? Text me. Your short definition of what worship is. What is worship? Got a text. Everybody got to do this. Um, you can you can use our our heat for free. You can be a part of this for free, but you got to do you got to be part of the program. So text me. Wow, you guys are Excellent. Wow, we should put these up on the screen. These are amazing. Okay, now, after you text me, here's what I want you to do. Can you think of any place in the Bible that defines what worship is? Because what we want to know is what the Bible says about what worship is, not just what a bunch of people at the cornerstone say worship is. Even though what you guys texted me just now really matches what the Scripture says. So can, can you think of a Scripture that defines worship? I hear some mumbling. Blah, 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 blah. you got to say it louder. There you go. Who said it? Romans 12. Okay, Romans 12, 1 and 2. We're going to look at that just briefly. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters at the cornerstone, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is your Spiritual act of worship. Guys, what we just did when we were singing might have been part of worship for you. But if if that wasn't an offering of yourself to the Lord, if you were just singing words or enjoying the music, then it wasn't worship. Worship is the offering of yourself to him for his purposes. But it's not just offering. You know what a sacrifice is? You know what a sacrifice in the Old Testament was, right? They took an animal, stuck it on the altar and killed it. This invitation in right. Romans 12 is to offer your body as a living sacrifice. So not, the, not an animal as a dead sacrifice, but your body, that is your mind, all you think about, your eyes, all you look at, your mouth, all you talk about, all you eat, your hands, all you do, your every part of your body as a living sacrifice. Then the next verse says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay, here's what I want you to think about. What is the connection between those two verses? The first one was about offering your body as a living sacrifice. So that's worship. Second verse said your mind needs to be transformed. Okay, what's the connection there? Okay, if you surrender, it's, it's the same thing, right? You surrender yourself, you'll be transformed. Is your, is your, if you're transformed, you're going to surrender yourself more. Okay, that second verse ends with a promise of the benefit of doing this. What does it say? Yeah. I heard some mumbling. Then you know, we'll know the will. then you know the will. How many of you guys want to know the will of God for your life? I mean, I, I, it's like common theme among people of all ages but especially among young adults college students are like god what do you want me to do here i got i mean you got 60 years left god wants something out of that 60 years and he wants something a whole lot bigger than you're thinking of and you're like okay so what is it that you want me to do you know what we just found out in romans 12 1 and 2 that you'll be able to know the will of god if you surrender yourself and offer your body as a living sacrifice. Is that cool or what? Yeah. So some of the times, the reason that people can't figure out the will of God is because they haven't surrendered themselves. So you know what? If you haven't surrendered yourself tonight, you know what? We're going to do this. I didn't plan to do this, but this is what we're doing. If you, if you haven't surrendered yourself tonight and you want to surrender, if you've never done this before, if you've never said, here I am, Jesus, you get all of me, my mind, my body, my everything. If you haven't ever done that before, I want you to stand up right now in front of everybody else with every eye opened and no heads bowed and you stand up and say, I'm doing this tonight. I'm giving myself to Jesus. Does anybody want to do that? Okay. If you're not, if you're not sure, then don't pretend. And most of you guys have already done that. But, but Matt reminded me yesterday. He's like, give people an opportunity to do this. So anybody want to, everybody want to stand up for Jesus tonight for the first time. Never done that before. Okay. Okay. If you're still thinking about it and you want to do that you don't to talk to us about that later we're glad to pray with you okay this is what I want to do um, as you think about what God wants from your life that what, we, what Matt just mentioned about uh, knowing the will of God as you think about not just the next 60 years of your life but the next six months of your life 2019 and the next semester every one of us in this room wants god's way in our life because god's way is the good way and if we follow god's way life works and if we don't follow god's way life don't work even though people might think that your life is working because we're really good at pretending if we got the good clothes and the cool car and the nice shoes and all you guys like my shoes right um if if you have things in your life that the society says are appropriate it might look like things are successful in your life, but the truth is that life only works when you follow the author of life because he knows how to make it work. So here's what I want you to text me now. I want you to think about what, and if you don't have anything here, you don't no, no pressure, but is there anything in your life that has worked for you in the past that you want to recommend to everybody else here of what, what they could do, what steps they could take in 2019 or in the spring semester of 2019 that would help them live a life that is totally devoted to God. Okay? So some of you guys, if if you have grown in Christ, if you've become a man or woman of God, or if you're becoming a man or woman of God, then it's probably because you've you've done some things that have helped you become that. I mean, you don't become a good runner without going on practicing. If you want to become a good runner, what's the advice? Go practice, right? If you've become, if you've grown in your relationship with Jesus, what did you do that worked that you'd like to share with everybody else here? So text that to me, okay? Okay, what steps could you take? Man, you guys are great. You guys just come up and share all this with everybody. That's amazing. Wow. Thanks for teaching me. (laughs) Get married. That's a good one. (laughs) Everybody's like, Yes, I'm trying. Okay, guys, we're going to whiz through this. I want to give you ten things that I, yesterday in my time with the Lord, as I was praying for you guys and praying about what was going to happen here tonight, it was just like, I just thought ten things that I felt like were from the Lord that I needed to share with you guys tonight. Okay, so the first one, the first thing, and guys, I'd encourage you to write this down, even if you do it on your phone, Um, write write these things down because I guarantee, money back guarantee, that if you do these things, that life is going to work. And if you don't do these things, then it's not going to work. Okay, so first thing is, first thing, live your life by a set of priorities. Live your life by priorities, not by the pressure that people put on you. If you guys haven't noticed, everybody's got their idea of how your life should be. Some of those people are worth listening to. A lot of them aren't worth listening to. And yet, you feel like you have an obligation to please everybody. Your professors, your bosses, your friends, your parents, you are not going to please everybody. So here's what I'm asking you guys to do, to to set your priorities and live according to that. Okay, so just think about what your priorities are. And your priorities have a lot to do with what your motivation is. What's your motivation? And don't don't answer me too quickly. Just think, what what are you motivated? The things that you're doing, I mean, you came here tonight because of motivation in your heart. You didn't come here for no reason. You came here because you wanted something. What you're doing tomorrow, you're doing because you want something. Why you're going to school this semester or not going to school is because you've got motivations. What is the motivation of your heart? And what should be the motivation of your heart? And can you think of a scripture that tells us maybe what our, what, what this motivation should be? Anybody think of a scripture? I'm gonna share with you guys what is what is written on my wall upstairs in Japanese. From 2 Corinthians 5.14. This is my motivation. This is this is what my I want my life to be about. Everything I'm doing. I want everything that I'm doing. Everything that I eat, everything that I don't eat, everything that I I every everybody I talk to, everybody I don't talk to. Every penny I spend. 2 Corinthians 5.14 says this: for Christ's love compels us because we're convinced that one died, and therefore all died, and he died for all. So that those who live would live. stop living for themselves. Why did Jesus die? So that people would stop living for themselves. That's what that verse says. Why did Jesus die? You guys, I just want to make sure you guys got it. Why did Jesus die according to that verse? So you'd stop living for yourself. I know that you guys all think that he died just so that you could go to heaven, and that's true. But what this verse says is he died so you guys would stop living for yourselves. Motivation is I want to live my life for you. I want this body to count for your purposes. I want everything I am to count for you. That's my motivation. Compelled by the love of Christ. The love of Christ for me. The love, uh, my love for Christ and Christ's love through me for the people in this room and the people who are in this room. Why are you doing what you're doing tomorrow? If there's anything that you're doing tomorrow that's not motivated by love, then something needs to change. If there's a, if there's any word you say tonight that's not motivated by motivated by love, something needs to change. Okay, first of all, live your life by a set of priorities, and the priorities need to be motivated by 2 Corinthians five fourteen, which is the love of Christ. Okay, you guys with me still? Okay, second one, plan your schedule. Can you think of any scripture about your schedule? This is a hard one. took me a while to think about a scripture that talked about our schedules. But here, here's the scripture that I want you guys to remember. And it's from Psalm 90, 12, written by Moses, a song, a song of Moses. This is what Moses says. Here are some Psalms, too. And his, this psalm says, teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. In other words, what Moses is singing in this song is that there would be, that we would be people and we'd be wise enough to consider how many days we got left. I got 9,608 days till I turn 80. You know why I know? Because I think about every day. And what I do tomorrow, I got one day less day tomorrow to serve Jesus out of this motivation of love than I had today. And I want to use every day like it matters. Okay? So your schedule matters. What you do tomorrow, it's, it's not okay for you to waste a minute of your time. It's not okay. I mean, we're training people at the quarterstone who are sh- shining, bright, white, hot, passionate about Jesus. And for you to say, oh, it doesn't matter. I think I'll just play some more World of Warcraft or whatever you play, is not okay. Did I say that wrong? Oh, I thought, so, so, what is it? I don't know. Whatever it is. I, I You guys need to train me, I guess. Okay. Third, third thing, third thing, third thing that I want to ask you guys to do is you think in, so? first one, priorities, second one, schedule, third thing is I want to ask you at the cornerstone, every one of you to sleep eight hours a night, eight hours. I know you guys, you know what? You guys didn't laugh at the priorities, you didn't laugh at the schedule, but you laugh at the sleep thing. Because you think I'm crazy thinking that college students are going to go to bed on time. Here, here's what I want to suggest to you guys. is you can, you can borrow from your future by not sleeping. But you will pay for it. And you can say, oh, I think I'll stay up to 3 a.m. because I'll, I'll sleep until noon. You feel that. Nighttime is the time to sleep and I know that electricity has caused you guys to change your ways where I grew up We didn't have electricity. So we try to stay awake until 730. I'm filming nights. We stayed up later But I'm serious Once it's dark, you can't see your face But this this modern world has allowed us to cheat ourselves. Okay, the verse that I want you guys to write down about this is Psalm 127 verse 2 Which says in vain you rise up early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, but the Lord gives sleep to those he loves. You don't have if if you feel like I don't got time to sleep eight hours a night, then it's a, let me hear this guys it's a matter of your trusting him. It's like, can you trust him enough to say i'm gonna I'm gonna sleep because I know that that is a that is going to lead me to a balanced life. Okay, fourth thing. so sleep eight hours a night. Not just just eight hours every 24 hours, but sleep eight hours a night. Fourth thing is work six days a week. That means take a Sabbath. Now, the reason I didn't say take a Sabbath is because you're like, man, I take a Sabbath every day. Some of you. Okay? Six days, one day Sabbath. Six days, one day Sabbath. That means two things that this is about. The one thing is some of you guys got to stop working seven days a week some of you need to start working six days a week okay and this is a matter this is a trust thing too and the truth is the truth is you can do more in six days of work than you can get done in seven days you will you will have a more productive life and it's very hard to take a break when you've got one of these I mean it's hard to take any time off from a cell phone especially as a pastor you know I'm texting people in the middle of the night. I'm thinking, what am I doing? I'm texting people in Japan in the middle of the night because that's when they're awake. And I, I'm, I'm training myself to say, I'm not looking at my phone until I've had my time with the Lord. You, know, I've, you guys have heard me say it before. In fact, that's the next one. Okay, next one is number five daily Bible in prayer. No Bible, no breakfast, no texting till you get the text, no messaging till you get the message. It doesn't work the lord wants to speak to you who cares what all those people got to say he wants to hear from you who cares about what all those people want to hear from you until you talk to him okay daily bible and breakfast i'm asking you guys to do this commitment this 2019 the old is gone the new is coming time to live with this as a pattern in your life no bible no breakfast okay number six number six sunday worship I know you think, well, I worship in the cars and drive out. I got cool music. I'm asking you to go to the meeting on Sunday. It matters. And he's like, well, I come to the merge. Okay. If, that's, if, you, if you have to work on Sunday and Thursday's your Sabbath day or whatever, come to the merge. Merge is great. But, I want, but if you can only go to one of those two, I'd rather you go on Sunday morning. Here's the reason why because I'm trying to set patterns in your life that last for the rest of your life. I haven't missed the Sunday service and I think. I don't think I missed a Sunday service in twenty years. Yes, I'm not bragging. I'm saying this because there have been times where I'm thinking I'm not, I'm not feeling good enough, but there's people there that need me, and I know that if I can get there and minister to them and call out of the Lord, I'm going to be healed by the time the service is over. So I mean, it's, it's not that I'm a, that I go to worship because I'm a pastor. I ended up happening just by accident being a pastor because I love to worship Jesus, and. Um, you know, I'll just tell you a story. I I've driving in church one day with Kiana when she was about fifteen years old. I'm like, you know, what are all these people doing here anyway? And and I said, I'm gonna ask them what they're doing here. So I pulled in the first person I saw was one of the other pastors, and I said, So what are you doing here? He's like, It's Sunday morning, right? He's like, I work here. I thought, that's not the right answer. <laughs> so then I saw Pastor Gary, and I'm like, What are you doing here this morning? He said, I came to worship Jesus. I thought, I'm glad he's got it right. <laughs> okay, Sunday worship, guys, It's important. Seventh seven thing, community. Being in community. In 2019, I want you guys in community. There's lots of ways that you guys can do this. We got discipleship houses. I think they're all full, so tough luck. But <laughs> Yemi's talking about buying another one. If you, if you can pray for her, we'll buy another one. Okay, Discipleship house. You can, you can you get community in your own family if you're not in the discipleship house, but you're living with your family. Build community there. You guys hear what I'm saying? Pray with your mom and dad. Pray with your sisters and brothers. Okay, you can get community in uh, being a part of a small group. We got small groups happening here almost every day of the week. Okay? Get with a mentor or a teacher or be mentoring somebody or teaching somebody. See if you can pray with one person every day. I mean, you, you'll you see your spiritual muscles grow if you pray with other people. Pray with somebody every day, even if it's just a short prayer. Come together, pray, Jesus, thank you, bless this person, off to work. Okay. Let me say one more thing about that. Matthew 18, 20 says where two or three are gathered together in his name, he's in their midst. I thought Jesus said he'd never leave you. So isn't Jesus with you all the time? Then what's the difference when Jesus being with you all the time and being two or three together where he's there in your midst? There's power there, and you guys can attest to it. Those of you that are that pray for, with people every day. So Matthew 18, 20. Okay, eighth one. Eighth, eighth, thing that I'm asking you guys to do is serve. Who was the last person that you served? Without without other than your job. I know some of you guys are serving people because it's your job. I'm asking, who's the last person that you served? And who are you serving regularly? And what's your plan? What is your plan in this spring semester 2019 to do to serve? you got to serve. If you're not serving, you're missing, you're, you're missing something. Okay? So we're going to serve. Okay, number nine. Take responsibility. Take responsibility for yourself. Some of you guys need to stop letting your mom do your laundry. Some of you guys just need to start doing your laundry. Everybody else can smell it, but you can't. No, just kidding, just kidding. Okay? Okay. Verse that I want you guys to write here is this. Second Thessalonians 3.10. If, if a man or a woman doesn't work, he should not eat. Okay? Pay for your food. You're adults. I'm serious. If you don't have money to pay for your food, let's get you a job. If you can't get a job, then come here. And we'll get you cleaning the toilets or something. Okay? But you got to pay for your food. Okay. And your rent. Some of you guys thought rent was free. Okay. Number 10. Number 10. Guys, listen here. Give. Give. And I'm not talking just about giving your tithe to the church. I'm saying making it habit in your life to give your life and your money away. By the way, there's a first that says that's the reason you guys ought to have a job. Ephesians 4.28 says, you should be doing something useful with your own hands, working so that you have something to share with people in need. Why work according to Ephesians 4.28? So you can share. So you can give. And let me me tell you one verse that is powerful. People, you know, we invested in real estate and did all that stuff. And now that's funding stuff in Japan and the Philippines and India. It is so cool. Let me, but people, so people always ask me, so you know how do, how do you do investment? Here's the answer. Proverbs 19:17. Proverbs 19:17 tells you the best return on your investment. This is what it is. He who gives to the poor lends to the Lord, and the Lord will repay him. Big time. I'm inviting you to put that into practice. I know the way you think of it. It's like, I only got a hundred bucks to get me through the rest of the month. I'm not saying, you know, there's lots of talk about tithing to the church, and you should do that. I'm saying, how about giving to people who need it more than you? And I guarantee you that God will repay you. The best investment you can make is not with some 401K. I'm serious. The best investment you can make is by giving to people who have less than you do. Try it, try it. That's the Lord's word, not just mine. Guaranteed. Okay, guys, this is what we're gonna do right now. If you're a small group leader, a Cornerstone small group leader, please stand up, and um, please stand up if you're a Cornerstone small group leader. We're gonna we we don't usually do this, but we're still a small crowd tonight. By next week, we'll be jam packed. We won't be able to do this, but we're do, we're doing break. We're doing fifteen minutes of breakout groups. Guys upstairs, girls get in circles down here with one of the people, one of the small group leaders that's standing up, and um. And we'll be done by 9.01.